0: What's going on, everyone? I'm Aman, and that's Jemmy, and welcome back to episode number seven of Frame by Frame, a podcast all about your favorite movies and TV shows. If you like that, make sure to subscribe to our channel on YouTube.com slash Save the Game Media. If you're an audio listener, make sure to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. really helps the show out. So, Jemmy, how have you been?
1: I have been great, you know. Honestly, it's been a good week. I mean, obviously, you've seen all the amazing stuff, so it's been little really stacked been doing popping between uh, sandman bullet train got to see that um catching up on uh, both what we do in the shadows and other hulu shows so yeah it's honestly has been a lot uh and yeah and before we begin i just want to make sure we give a big shout out to all of our patreon sponsors um so we got bucky blue hopple alpaca tom saz and our latest member <laughs> Brianna's mom. Brianna's mom. <laughs> Brianna's mom. There we go. Look at that. If you want to hear your name at the start of every show, head over to patreon.com slash save the game media and subscribe to the tier of your liking to gain access to exclusive perks that will definitely enhance your experience. Now, let's now, that the housekeeping is done, let's go and get started. I'm on. what do you say?
0: Yeah, let's get into it. Before we actually get into it, let's, you know, let's catch up on what we've watched this week. You know, give some bite-sized reviews. So, yeah, I know you mentioned a couple of things there, so want to dive deeper into
1: them? All right, definitely. I mean, okay. I would probably say, aside from... I'm not even sure. Honestly, Neil Gaiman is probably one of the top-tier writers of just this era, period. This generation, his generation. So Sandman was phenomenal, as I assumed it would be. You know, granted, there were some changes from the... I'm a big fan of it in all mediums. Um, I love the comic. I really like the audiobook that they did. Um, and I also really like the show. Uh, there are a couple changes that I did appreciate. A couple changes I'm curious about to see, but overall, I think it was a phenomenal adaptation. All of the everyone was cast perfectly. Uh, and they, you know, aside from a few slight pacing discrepancies, I think it was it was pretty much a as spot on of an adaptation as you could be. Um, that and then uh, bullet train also surprised me i kind of went to see that on a lark i wasn't necessarily thinking it'd be anything and i also saw the reviews based on all the reviews i saw saying it was you know good cast comedy action nothing necessarily to write home about i was honestly surprised it so far um well it's not necessarily a it definitely was a really fun and enjoyable experience same way i would say a movie like thor or whatever you know the, the story, honestly, it wasn't, you know, the most, it was clever. It wasn't the most inventive, but it was clever, and I really did like, there was a couple twists, and one twist where I was like, oh, okay, I see what you're doing there, I see what you're doing there. But other than that, those were the, probably my two main standouts. Uh, what would you say?
0: Yeah, I mean, Bullet Train, a funny thing. I'm actually watching it later tonight with my family. So looking forward to that after your review. Uh, But what I have watched this week, I've started watching Succession. I think I started watching it last week after Sam's recommendation. Uh, But my God, what a show. This is like family drama TV at its peak. The tension between the characters, can like you can literally feel it coming out of the screen. Uh, And then the character dynamics are just so well done. The writing is top tier. And my God, the plot twist. Like, who sees this stuff coming? Uh, without spoilers, all I'm going to say is poor Kendall. Like, if you watch the show, Kendall's the character, oh, that guy gets all the shit thrown at him. Uh, but, yeah, I think that guy's you know, been through enough. I've only watched season one, and, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like the whole world. His whole world is crumbling in front of his eyes. It's built again, then it falls again. It's, Speaking
1: yeah. of succession, though, actually, mm-hmm. one thing I am looking forward to, I think it's either this week or next week, um, House of the Dragon. I'm actually peaked. My curiosity is peaked. Listen, I kind of, for what it's worth, it's kind of funny. So I missed the whole, how to, how to train train. (laughs) Game of Thrones. I missed the whole Game of Thrones train until basically when it was season eight, I was like, all right, last season, maybe I should watch this. And then everyone (laughs) was like, and then I saw all the reviews and I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll just not do that to myself. (laughs) Uh, But now that this other show, I'm a big fan of Matt Smith i'm all i'm always a big fan of fire fantasy so and actually i saw a review where they described it kind of as one of the people who work on described as succession but with dragons and you know kind of keeping that family intrigue and stuff so i the only my only caveat why i might not watch it right away is obviously if i need some kind of familiarity with game of thrones but since it's a prequel i'm hoping that it'll should be fine mostly But I'm yeah. really, I'm actually looking forward to watching this, you know, since one of the few shows that HBO Max apparently still has, you know. Be... Yeah. Uh, but
0: yeah. But yeah, sorry to interrupt you there, Jamie. but we do yep. have someone joining the stream right now, oh, and that is that? Mr. IGN himself, Sam. Wow. So Sam, you are just talking about what we've Mr. been watching this week. Uh, I've just Sam said I how much I love Succession. You kind of missed that, but uh, yeah, Sam, why don't you just tell us what you've been watching?
2: Ugh. Uh, okay. Um... What have I been watching? Um, I have been watching things. Why are they not coming to my mind? I finished off um, the second season rewatch of Daredevil, first season of Jessica Mm -hmm. Jones uh, and again, I've continued the thing of the MC rewatch with my family um, and we have just this week done Black Widow. um, So we've just started phase four.
0: That's interesting. That's interesting. Uh, you might have to catch this po- podcast later on, on Spotify to hear my thoughts on Succession. Uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, back to Jemmy's point about House of the Dragon. This is a show I'm looking. I can't wait to watch. Um, again, I was a huge Game of Thrones fans. Like, I got I got into it after season eight during the pandemic. Seasons one through six, I would say, were. Absolute masterpiece. Uh, like, I think that was TV at its best, but then season seven, eight sort of dropped downhill. So, I'm looking forward to see what House of the Dragon does. I'm uh, hearing good stuff from the first episode. I think that was shown off at Comic Con or something. But yeah, I'm hearing good stuff so far and looking forward to it. But I've also watched uh, this week, I've watched Prey. Uh, I'm not going to, I'm just going to say I really liked it. I'm not going to get into it because we we are recording our spoiler cast right after this. So stay tuned for that. It will be dropping tomorrow when the time, by the time you watch this. So stay tuned for that. But other than that, guys, anything else you want to mention? Uh,
1: no, honestly. That's severance.
2: Severance. Ooh, severance. Um, I, I did, I think I said last week that I'm making my family watch it as well. So I have been rounding that series out for the second time. Um, But I thought it's worth mentioning there, because if somebody hasn't watched Severance, watch Severance.
1: Similarly, um, before I forget, Netflix, this is okay. I honestly think if they actually promoted the show, it would be considered one of their best. The second season, I finally called the second season of Russian Doll. I don't understand. They barely do any promotion for this show. But if any of you guys haven't watched it, do yourself a favor. Don't look at any trailers. Just go in blind. Because mm-hmm. I went in blind because I didn't know what it was. I found it randomly one night. First season, been to the entire thing in one night and loved it. Second season, not quite as strong necessarily as the first, but only because, without spoiling the concept, the concept kind of, it's one of those things like the first season, it capitalized on that. It reinvents it in the second season, and I think it's creative, but not quite as unique. But still, Mm -hmm. at the same time, I do think I'd really Natasha Leone's phenomenal in it. So I definitely recommend that one as well. Sorry, I was muted. (laughs) Uh, That's
0: interesting. I might add add that to my list because recently I've been thinking about canceling my Netflix subscription. There hasn't been anything except for Sandman. And now I think Russian Doll, I'll I'll add that to my list. But, uh, But yeah, guys, before we jump onto the news, there is an announcement I would like to make. Save the Game Media will be doing a D23 live stream for the Marvel Studios, Star Wars, and 20th Century Fox panel. It's I think the entire panel is about two hours. It includes all three of them, so might just do the whole wow. thing. And uh, similar to our San Diego Comic-Con uh, live stream last month, you can come hang out with us uh, on um, on the 10th of September, 10 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, so make sure, make sure to check out our YouTube channel, Twitch channel for the live stream info. If you're an audio listener... You, you, need to, you need to get on over to YouTube or Twitch, all right? This is a YouTube Twitch exclusive. Uh, but yeah, guys, let's jump on to the news. Uh, so, the first first up, um, this is probably the biggest news story of this week. Uh, and that is Kung Fu Panda is back. Like, uh, Kung Fu Panda 4 <laughs> is set to release on the 8th of March, 2024, eight years after the third one. And boy, am I hyped for this one. I can't wait to see Dragon Warrior Poe back in all his glory and kick some ass. What do you guys think about this one?
2: Eh. Eh? Uh, bro, come this
0: on. Is... Kung Fu Panda is not eh, all right? It is arguably one of the best um, animated movie trilogies to exist.
2: Sure. I'm just, I, I think the time between the third one coming out and the fourth, Kung Fu Panda as an IP, personally, you know, obviously it's subjective. Like, I think the interest would have mostly died off or be far less intense and it would have been if this had been something that almost not immediately but very soon followed the third one
1: see here's what i feel like why that isn't quite the case two factors one kung fu panda never really went away they had a show on netflix and so on sorry show on nickelodeon which ran they had a show on netflix which ran and then just two weeks ago which now it makes sense why they did it because i was wondering why did they randomly have a kung fu panda show come out they had a new show where poe was meeting other dragon people from around the world or whatever with Jack Black returning and that was the big deal because in the other show, it was just some other random guy but they announced that they had original actors returning. Now it's clear why they did that. And two, um, I'm a big animation fan and I've seen a lot of people excited for multiple reasons because of the new animation technology that they're using for the Puss in Boots movie. And the Puss in Boots, when did that come out? I think it was like 2010, maybe, I don't know. And that was, you know, that was an okay movie at best, but I'm seeing a lot of people really excited for it. And this is Kung Fu Panda, you know? This is arguably, aside from aside from How to Train Your Dragon, it. while well, I wouldn't necessarily say it's, you know, the best uh, of the animated movies, is definitely considered, you know, top tier of, um, of DreamWorks itself, and definitely among the more commercial animated movies. So I think at the end of the day, this will just some, I think this will be a good one, because even then another factor is it kind of they can play it in interesting ways the how to train your dragon franchise i felt like skewed a lot more older as it went on to arguably i'd say the sick the third movie isn't really that much of a kid's movie it has a couple kiddie moments but for the most part i just argue it's a straight adventure movie that just happens to be animated compared to what i think the capturing dragon stuff, uh, sorry i um Kung Fu Panda stuff, that's always a bit more juvenile, you know, a little bit more kitty, not in a bad way, but, you know, it's, they're still kids' films. I feel like now that, to be frank, all of the fans are going to be older, they can either play this as introducing Poe to the next generation and kind of do a refreshing new start, or it could be the fact that we could have um, a brand new look at uh, Poe evolving and, you know, they can do kind of the honor and grow the character, whatever they choose, because. Quiet as it's kept, I honestly think DreamWorks takes is taking itself more seriously these days than mm-hmm. Disney and Pixar are, at least in terms of animation. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm i just excited about Kung Fu Panda, just to see a panda <laughs> back on the um,
0: I don't know much about the technology. I think, Jemmy, you're more into that than I am. But I'm just excited to see my favorite panda back again, guys. This is the movie that made pandas relevant. And uh, pandas are going to be relevant again. So, um, <laughs> uh, I just let's remember on. coming <laughs>
1: out of the theater when I saw Kung Fu Panda 1, I was like, Dad, man, I wish pandas were real. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: but yeah, guys, story number two is the Batman 2 uh, sequel for Matt Reeves' The Batman has still not been greenlit at WB. So according to Variety, uh, the sequel to Matt Reeves' Batman has still not been greenlit yet and is reportedly years away. What do you guys think about this project, guys? Do you think it's in safe hands? Do you think it's in trouble?
1: No. I think people need to calm <laughs> down. This movie made how much money?
2: About 800000000 like million-ish. Yeah, so million. it yeah, will yeah, be yeah. fine.
1: Another people thing people miss is, according to what they said at whatever, when they officially confirmed that it was going to be a thing when Matt reached it up on a stage. It's still like four years out. from. If I'm familiar, usually it's common practice, even if a movie... Because you know all of the projects that Marvel announced at D23. Not all of them are, or did not say D23 or will not say D23, did announce at Comic-Con. Not all of those are necessarily on paper greenlit as in it is an official production because we know that Matt Reeves is knee deep in the Penguin stuff. So my assumption is once he's done with Penguin, he'll start seriously working on Batman and then it'll be done. But they wouldn't, they literally announced that this is coming. They're building an entire section of whatever DC is going to look like now they've already confirmed that matt and james are safe it's it's fine
0: oh yeah anything matt reeves is doing is in very it's very very safe guys come on like due to the success of the batman and the respect matt reeves has around the industry and i mean i also remember wb uh, right after the wb discovery merger there wasn't there was a variety art- article Uh, That put out a list of members or creatives, you could say, that were ranked by importance in their company. And Matt Reeves was one of the first names on that list, alongside Greg Berlanti, who we will talk about later in the show. Uh, But the fact is that that name that that his name was in the list shows that he is considered important by the executives. Uh, And yeah, I think this isn't very safe, fans. People doubting this, people doubting this project is going to come out is just ridiculous.
2: Sam, what do you think? Um, I'm with both of you, but. With where DC and Zaslav and Warner Brothers Discovery is, I you know as much as they might say certain things are safe, I mm-hmm. think even if they don't admit it, anything's on the table right now. Um, you know, I I think not that it would ever happen, but it it, it very well could there could be a reality where it happens where they just scrap everything and refresh. Now, that would obviously be insanely costly. There would probably be a lot of contractual problems Mm -hmm. that they'd run into. Oh yeah, But they could feasibly do it if they really, really, really wanted to. That's probably not going to happen. But um, I I do think that I think they have said that the Penguin series is still definitely happening. So if that is happening, then you would probably be led to assume that a Batman sequel, exactly. is Probably also safe. Exactly, and I there's mean all,
1: personally, I start
0: Yeah, there's also that Arkham Asylum TV show that's supposed to be coming out, and the. That's reportedly- I'm not so
2: sure about that one personally. I think yeah. Penguin might be it for Matt Reeves's TV side for now. Anyway, I think that's he'll focus Just on like, Penguin and then go to Batman Two.
1: No, See, that's interesting. It might be after Batman Two for all
0: well, we know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For yeah.
1: what, yeah. from what I've heard, I thought the idea was it would possibly be that. Penguin Penguin would be more connected to more straightforward. What is Penguin up to after Gotham decided to get flooded? Um, and then be- Arkham Asylum would be directly tying into what Batman 2 was gonna do, and either Two Face or Joker and Riddler behind the scenes or whatever those guys end up getting up to. I just think personally it would be suicide for Warner Brothers for the simple fact that. Due to the streaming stuff and the things we're streaming in the 40 day window, you had um, they lost uh, what's his name? Nolan, they lost Nolan, he, and now he's jumped. No, I think they
0: universal. lost Nolan because it was during the pandemic, they they just put 10 and odd uh, day and date on
1: streaming service. Yeah. they didn't yeah, have a 40 I, day that's window. That's what I just said. Oh, though, the well, oh, though, the streaming, the, but the point the streaming stuff yeah. around it, yeah, all that streaming stuff, all of that, that's what they lost Nolan he's walked. Honestly, Oppenheimer is one of the most talked about projects coming up. As always because it's a Christopher Nolan movie. What's going to happen when if they threaten if they pull a project of Matt Reeves, he's definitely would walk. And I'm, and also, we've already seen that people like James Gunn are obviously going to stand up. You know, other creatives that they want on board. James Gunn, Tony C. Coates, who, even though they cancel every project he makes, they still seem to want him on board. You know, so it's like, and for what's worth, even that stuff we saw about, uh, what's his name, Hamada. DC, for what it's worth, there's two camps. They either employ creatives who might not always do their best, but have decent morals, or they employ predators, but that's a whole separate conversation. So it just seems like, you know, I feel like even beyond the whole money stuff, it would be, and that's not saying, you know, because they could say maybe we'll do Penguin, we'll do Batman 2 again, that'd be dumb, but I could see them maybe closing it out there. But I couldn't possibly really see a world where they just cancel it, knowing how everyone, because I can't think of the single, I can't think of the last time they made an announcement that I was legitimately cited for that didn't have a caveat of, we'll see. It was probably when they announced that the Batman was coming out. That was it. That was the last announcement. That was purely, I'm hyped for this. Everything yeah. for years has been marred by their own stupidity and failure to execute their own projects.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, that sucks, really. But uh, yeah, any if you have anything more to add to the story? No. Alright, so let's move on to story number three. Arrowverse head Greg Berlanti is, set, is rumored... To be DC's Kevin Feige. So in the in the same article, uh, Variety stated that Greg Berlanti's name was being thrown around in the meeting room when discussing who should be the Kevin Feige of the DC movie universe. So uh, I don't think this is as bad as people are making it out to be. DC and CW... He, he, this is the person that made DC and CW work. Like, that's... Nearly impossible, like looking at how what the CW TV show mold is like. Um, and uh, <clears throat> he, um, I mean, he, you can't just blame him for a, like, ha- yes, the CW uh, DC shows have gone downhill in quality, but Berlanti's job was to make a shared universe and create a basic outline of the stories that need to, like like the set of events that needs to happen. So you can't just blame him for the failure of the Arrowers. And for what it's worth, the stories they're trying to adapt were good stories. Um, They just weren't executed properly. And some of that could be, some of that partly could, you could blame Greg Berlanti for, but I think most of that should be going to the directors or the writers, whoever is doing that. Uh, But if he, if he was appointed as the executive or the creative executive for the DCEU, I wouldn't be obsessed, upset, but would it be my first pick no, because like, I just don't think he has enough experience producing large-scale movies like Ken Feige did. Like Ken Feige basically produced all the X-Men movies, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies, uh, before you know start, starting the MCU. So yeah, I think his appointment would not anger me, but would it be my first pick? No. So what do you guys think?
2: I think they, it, like on paper, it kind of makes sense. Um, I think it's a dangerous choice. Because, like you said, granted, is Bellanti specifically the person at fault for the, let's say, subpar quality of most of the CW shows? Probably not, but Hollywood is a very fickle industry. And I think that even just the PR side of things of, oh, this guy's coming over from the CW. Didn't most of those shows get cancelled or fail or not have the viewership or whatever? I think he'd have an uphill battle. And also on the flip side with him being like, oh yeah, on paper, it makes sense because he's done a shared universe in the DC space before. I think it's also too obvious of a choice. Like I, I don't think, I think DC needs to, I don't know where they would go. I don't know who it is that they would tap for it, but I think that they need to get creative with their choice. I think they need, and I'm sure that they are to some extent, I think they need to be reaching out further afield and seeing somebody that is fresh and new, but also has reverence for the source material like Feige does. Because I think Belanti has a lot of um, baggage that comes with him, let's put it that way.
0: Yeah, and again, at this point, the media isn't exactly in Warner Bros.'s favour. And uh, doing just appointing him might just cause a ton of backlash on Twitter or whatever. So, yeah, I I don't think it's the right choice. But if he was appointed, uh,
1: I don't think he would be a bad He wouldn't be terrible, no. Yeah, he wouldn't be terrible. Uh, Jemmy? So, I actually basically, up until about um, while I was... About, yeah, last night, I would have exactly basically said exactly what you guys said. But upon further reflection, I realized... No, I actually think he might legitimately be. While he's not, would not be my first pick, and I wouldn't even argue my favorite pick necessarily, he might arguably be the most qualified person for the job. If you look at what BC is actually trying to attempt, a shared universe over television and and movies, of course, um, that has multiple characters interacting, there are literally only two people in entertainment history who have done what they've done um, at any type of scale him and kevin feige they're the only two they're the only two people he has experience i just looked at his wic- his thing and counted he has 40 different credits to his name across both film and television not only that but i didn't even realize he's also a writer and a director um mm-hmm. some other recent things that he's worked on in terms he of on free film, guy i think free, uh, guy, free right? guy love oh, yeah. simon mm-hmm. um Oh, the Green Lantern. He, I know he did a draft of Green of Green Lantern that actually was apparently supposed to be better than the version we got. It ended up getting used, and he also did a Green Lantern animated thing. So he's obviously got reverence. I wouldn't say necessarily for you know he's not like an uber nerd necessarily like Kevin Feige obviously seems to be, but he's been playing in DC quite literally for the exact same amount of time that Kevin has been playing with Marvel. Um, in terms of the media perception, to be frank, I think, honestly, it doesn't matter simply because they've passed the point of no return. I don't think there's any choice that they could make aside from saying we are high. Kevin Feige has cloned himself and will now be also um <laughs> Kevin Tui will now be running DC. Uh There's, you know, other than that, everyone's going to have something to say. And again, to the point, I honestly think we could have seen from him so far, we've actually seen improvements. The Arrowverse, as you guys talked about, it's quality, part of it's on him, but a lot of it, he didn't write any of the shows. He can't control that. But as we've seen, the Arrowverse was undergoing and it was basically clear now, I guess, as of this week, who knows with what Zadislav is doing, that they are rebooting the Arrowverse, having Superman and Lois, Stargirl, and the new David Ramsey, Diggle-led show, Mm -hmm. be the anchors for a new universe. So, it was arguably, it could have, um, that the CW, he was going to show that the CW could reboot itself. And, so far, all of the the other two shows that exist, they're pretty good. Yeah, Superman, Um, they're not great. Now, again, There is honestly one caveat to this. I honestly feel like he should stay there because if he's not there, he's been one of the main people pushing for and fighting for DC television, not just in this, but as a whole, including on HBO Max because he's been involved in HBO Max projects as well. Mm -hmm. So if he's not there as a creative in the DC television side, then that either leads them to have no structure at all, which isn't what we want, or that leaves a void that could end up having someone come in where they're not necessarily as good. But he, this again, like we said, caveats. This is a, okay, I could see this working, but we'll see, time will tell, if this actually works out.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that's the sort of, that's what we all think about this, uh, his, his appointment, uh, if he was to be DC's Kevin Feige. Uh, but yeah, guys, that's all. That's, a, that's all the news stories we have for you today. Uh, so what I wanted to do today is sort of like a prediction thing, uh, a Phase Six Marvel prediction chart. So I'm just going to share my screen over here uh, in a bit. <clears throat> we can discuss what direction the MCU might be taking in Phase Six. So mm. all right,
1: all right,
0: share screen. Oh. I'll cut this part out, guys. Don't worry. So uh, <laughs> all right
1: no we should leave it it adds nuance
0: (laughs) um okay so as you guys can see we have the phase six slate. i have it right next to me over here uh yeah um so what we're gonna do is we're gonna go around the room i'm gonna ask everyone for their (laughs) prediction (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna ask everyone for their prediction for you know fall 2024 and moving along the slate and then after we all everyone has their picks for that we're gonna sit down and discuss what project's going to be there, what project's going to go, what's going to get moved up, what's going to be phase seven and all of that. So um, let's start off with Sam. What do you think is the first project coming in fall 2024?
2: Um, My pick, and again, this is so, it's so tough because there are so many projects that we know about. There are probably so many that we don't know about, and we have no idea of where they're going to be. And also, with all the interconnecting stuff leading up towards something like Secret Wars, I have no idea at what point certain characters or teams or whatnot are going to become relevant or not. But what I've said for Fall 2024 is Wonder Man.
1: Hmm. Wonder Man.
2: The Tiny Temper song. That was a throwback. For our fans
1: out there, if you don't know who Wonder Man is, Wonder Man is like Wonder Woman, but irrelevant. <laughs> he's,
0: he's nothing like one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, exactly. He's, he's like um, what I would describe Evan Peters' role in One Division. Like he, he's that sort of character in the MCU. He's it's a failed actor.
1: Uh, I've actually heard rumors that at one point he might have actually been him. Yeah, and that's all, And but they decided to change it later on.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there there are rumors that Evan Peters yeah. might be reprising his role as Ralph Boner in this show. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, why do you think Wonder Man's uh, taking the spot up, um,
2: Sam? I, I don't think it had it had no correlation to coming out just before Fantastic Four because there isn't really any precedent for it in the comics. Not that that would necessarily exclude it leading into Fantastic Four because I don't know what the plot of Fantastic Four is. Um, but I mainly, I, I think it is going to be somewhere in phase six simply because mm. it's pretty much confirmed that they are actively casting right now. And Daniel, so, that's
0: the pattern. He's he's directing
2: as well. Yeah,
1: I think. Oh, wait, he is. Wait, what?
2: Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. He's...
1: Oh yeah. Oh no.
2: So I think it's going to start coming together quite quickly, and therefore I think an early phase six launch for it mm-hmm. is feasible.
0: Right, that makes sense. Uh, so, Jemmy, what's your pick for fall twenty twenty four? So
1: here, I honestly, same thing what Sam said. Honestly, we have no clue, but I honestly would say we do have a clue about fall. If you look at Marvel's schedule. Usually fall, whatever movie it is, be it a Dark World movie or what's the name movie, they're usually darker movies. They're usually they're more serious movies, or in some cases, mm-hmm. the ones that would lean more towards the spooky or supernatural side. So I might this might be cheating because I'm technically saying two, but I think it's either Midnight Suns or whatever the next major supernatural project is is going to be the fall right. of 2024. Couple reasons why. First of all, again thematically Mm -hmm. fall, obviously, you know, near Halloween. But another thing is, in terms of what we're looking at, how the Midnight Suns will actually take shape, I've actually seen a lot of people point out that there is a non-zero chance that Agatha could either be majorly involved in that movie or Mm -hmm. even a part of the team themselves. And the beautiful thing about Agatha is she both exists within the supernatural world of Marvel, but she also has a direct link to um, the Fantastic Four as the nanny of Franklin and Valerie, who are confirmed to exist in some form in the Marvel right. MCU mm-hmm. multiverse, because we know that Reed in one universe at least is a father. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, given the fact that this is V four Fantastic Four and there are other characters around it, Midnight Suns will be a key uh, a key uh would be great for um uh, fall. Right, that makes sense.
0: My pick for fall twenty twenty four. Is there something that we were all expecting to see at D23? And that is Armor Wars. Um, again, uh, I think this has to be because this was announced like last year. So it has to be close by. I think they just shifted it to phase six because of the timing. I think the show will involve will be heavily related to um, Fantastic Four. Because I think this is where we get the reveal that, oh, someone's bought the ba- uh, the Avengers Tower and it's the Baxter building now. Because, Again, it's related to Tony Stark and his tech, so I think it's gonna be, it'd be a perfect segue into the Fantastic Four movie. Uh, and yeah, I think Armor Wars takes up that spot, guys. This um, is just
1: a total side note, but mm-hmm. Marvel is the king of we're gonna either set up or to be frank, drop a plot point and then say 10 years later, Hey guys, remember oh, yeah. this? I was reading a report that said apparently, um, they that, um the sokovia Accord. yeah they're the coming Aaron back Corden in phase five mm-hmm. i'm like yeah thank you it's been like six years since yeah, mentioned i'm still that.
0: waiting on the leader from freaking <laughs> it's uh, incredible <laughs> exactly. Hulk, all right so I like yeah, the let's, leader back <laughs> uh,
1: let's hope yeah. that they finally figure out who they after they literally in every spider-man movie dropped a bunch of subtle ends they were gonna oh, talk yeah. about who bought the building and then they're like <laughs> nope
0: but yeah, guys, there's supposed to be another project for fall 2024. Uh, is it going to be a TV show, a movie? We don't know. So, what do you guys think this one is
2: um, Again, Sam?
1: Because
2: I, I have, I did draft a slate, and it has shifted since I made it. Um, oh, no, I think I'm going to stick with what I originally put. I'm going to mm-hmm. say Deadpool three. Deadpool three, interesting. Why'd you pick that? Like, what's your pretty much for the same reason as Wonder Man, where we have a director, we have writers. Mm -hmm. Ryan Reynolds is currently appearing to be training physically for it, Um, so I imagine that production will start early next year. I imagine, which then means somewhere around mid to the latter half of twenty twenty four would be the right sort of time to release it. But then that would mean we have
0: around about five movies coming out in 2024.
2: Hey, you know?
1: That's not crazy anymore, <laughs> considering we had four <laughs> this year. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, that's fair. That's fair enough. But yeah, Deadpool 3, that's an interesting pick. Uh, Jemmy, what about you? So I'm going to go off the road. This isn't necessarily a pick that has been announced yet, but in a mm-hmm. similar way to the fact that everyone talked about Daredevil under the assumption that it was inevitable. Right. I think that there's another project that's similarly inevitable. The next reboot, well, whatever it's called, of The Defenders, I think we're going right. to be... Oh, is, is gonna be like Heroes show. for Hire, maybe. Yes, oh, here, maybe, yeah. Heroes for Hire, Defenders, whatever the next evolution of those characters.
0: But, but, Ooh, oh. I want to stop you right there. Daredevil Born Again is also coming out the same year. That's Did why. You gonna... That's why, okay. That's so you why. think? Ma- so you what think, I feel like. like 18 if, at you look of... at,
1: if you look at everything right here, so far, mm-hmm. it looks like Phase... While arguably Phase 4 skewed a lot more um, uh, street level, and we know what Phase 5 is going to look like, it's a mix of both, it's looking like Phase 6, for obvious reasons, is going to be a lot more cosmic, a lot more grand. They have been building up everything through the course, so they need to give it a natural end. We're seeing the idea that maybe Fisk is running for mayor, now Potentially, he might have heroes like the Hawkeyes and Spider-Man on his radar, not to mention Elena. You've got the obviously, you know, rumors about Jessica and all of the, der- the um, <clears throat> Defenders characters returning. So all of that is going to need a natural conclusion, be it some type of mini Devil's Reign event or whatever they do. So I feel like the next iteration of the Defenders will have to come at some point.
0: Right, okay, I get your point there of why it should be there, but me personally, I think the Defenders are going to be integrated into the Daredevil Born Again TV show, because it's 18 episodes long. That is, that's like nearly double WandaVision, so they have a lot of time and a lot of room to use like characters from the Netflix universe. If our
1: readers don't realize it, that means we'll be legitimately watching an episode of Daredevil for like three months yeah,
0: mm-hmm. that is that is insane. We should
1: probably react to each episode,
0: honestly, when that comes <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, eighteen uh, re- episode reactions. I mean, I'm down for that, but uh, I just don't see ma- like I-, I don't think it's feasible to have Charlie Cox in two large scale projects that are coming out months within each other, and uh, you know, wouldn't just-
1: wouldn't arguably that make it more feasible like when in terms of shooting schedules usually a for what it's worth it's pretty obvious that this is the only thing that charlie cox will be doing for a while but um even then when it comes to like these shooting things if if they were shooting two projects that would literally allow them to shoot two projects at the same time because he'd be in a similar area so it'd be a lot easier he'd already be in shape so he wouldn't have to do any extra training a small gap between projects, I think, that, but yeah, again, that could, you do raise valid points.
0: Yeah, that could that could work actually. You know, like how Infinity War and Endgame were shot right after each other. Yeah, I can see it working. But me, I think that the Defenders are integrated into the Daredevil: Born Again show, so be, that's the reason it's eighteen episodes. And uh, I think that's all we'll see are the Defenders Phase Six, and then Phase Seven, we might get like a Defenders movie or something. But uh, but yeah, uh, good good shout there, Jimmy. But my pick for this over here is. Scarlet Witch movie/TV show. Ooh. I don't know which one it's going to be because uh we still don't know, but uh yeah, I think it's Scarlet Witch project because w- w- because we all know it's coming uh a lot multiple insi- insiders have hinted at it. And uh yeah, I think it's going to be it'll be fo- it'll be focused on uh Wanda trying to find her kids. And I think it's going to lead into another project that's going to be coming out, Phase 6. Uh but yeah, uh, I'm putting Scarlet Witch there. Do you guys have any thoughts hmm. on that?
2: Do you think it's coming I that do? soon?
1: i do have thoughts on that but i want to save that because of what my next prediction is mm-hmm. so and why and i'll address directly why i think we i agree but i think we might re- have to reverse those two
0: right yeah okay we will we, we'll do that at the end when we're cutting down one project each but uh the main reason i have this here is because i think this is going to lead directly to another project that's going to be coming out before kang dynasty so uh, yeah i just want to put that out there but uh but yeah, uh, next up is December 2024. What do you guys think is coming out here?
2: I think th- this for me is where I would put Armor Wars.
0: Armor Wars, all right. Yeah. The reason for that
2: is? Um, I mean, it has to come out at some point, and it's going to be before Kang Dynasty. Um, and if we are going off of the assumption that for the most part, it's going to fluctuate show, film, show, film, mm-hmm. which is typically the case with a couple of minor exceptions, right? this is arguably where it would maybe fit best. So mm-hmm. other than that, I don't have much justification. But
0: don't you think the holiday season is when you close off with like
2: a big movie? Um, not necessarily. I mean, I could very much see this being a Hawkeye-type thing where it is a more lower-tier character. I mean, obviously, I love <clears> the <throat> Machine, but I think right. him having more of a... It could still be gritty and dark, maybe like Secret Invasion is aiming to be, but be based around the holidays, similar to Hawkeye. I think that could work quite well.
0: Right. Yeah, I can see that working. Uh, Jemmy, what's your pick for
1: December so-
0: 2024?
1: Because Disney Plus is a family-oriented streaming service at its core, it's obvious that every holiday season that they've so far, they've capitalized on it. Be it Hawkeye, Soul, whatever. Pandemic has kind of arguably helped them in that. That's why I think they're going to go really big with this. What could be bigger than Fantastic Four? Well, here's what I think. It's not going to be a movie. I definitely do think it's going to be a show. I do think, honestly, they might do another holiday special in addition, because I have a feeling that holiday specials and um, uh, Halloween specials might become a semi-annual event. But um, either way, what I think this will be, the Young Avengers project. And I think this will Mm -hmm. be the first Disney Plus Marvel Studios movie. Full Marvel Studios budget, but dropped exclusively on Disney Plus on Christmas Day. This kind of ties into kind of, I think, what you were hinting at. For whether some people may or may not know about um, how Scarlet Witch is tied to the origin of the Young Avengers, but she is important to their direct origin and their beginning things. There's been a lot of rumors, specifically a storyline will probably be adapted for their origin, will be the Children's Crusade, which involves um, Wanda directly. I think the reason why I was kind of saying that this should be here it right here is because i think that scarlet witch movie will be later i think that wanda will be reintroduced in the young avengers movie as a key aspect of that and then the scarlet witch movie will have her after that the reason why is because children's crusade the state that wanda's in it makes more sense thematically for her to be at that position at the end of multiverse of madness compared to what i would argue would, could possibly be character reversion if she has a whole solo project where I'm assuming she's not, she's fully in control of her faculties, but then another project where she's, well, I don't spoil it, but she's in the company of a rather major pr- Fantastic Four character.
0: That that's, that's very interesting. I can definitely see that happening. But uh, from my perspective, I think Young Avengers is going to be a theatrical movie release just because they want to push it out there that, This is the new Avengers team. This is the team
1: that's going to take up after the Avengers. So, you know, Kate Bishop, America Sharp. are they, though? Like, in in the sense that we have the young Avengers, we have so many teams. I honestly would argue that the fan, thematically in terms of what they push, if the Avengers are going to become a -a once-in-a-phase movie, I could see the Fantastic Four, the X-Men, being the actual main team of the MCU post-phase.
0: But the name Avengers holds so much, like, Power. I don't know the right word to describe it. Holds so much power. Like a- anything with Avengers on it, people are automatically going to go and see it. You know, I mean, it's, got, it's it gonna it's gonna bring
1: money. in the money. <laughs> it's gonna bring in. It's a cash grab. You know, I, I can see. I mean, it being yeah, a but show. the X. Okay, but well, yes, but A, the X Men. Those movies were bad, and people still went to see them. Yeah, and B, Marvel has oh, wow. literally learned have, that you I could they could greenlight a project money. called. Marky the talking toaster, and it probably clear a billion at the box office at this point. Yeah. So,
0: no, no, I'm just saying, like, you can have the X, men you can have the Fantastic Four, but you know, just to further expand the MCU, have you know, throw in the young Avengers there, have these three teams lead the charge, and then you know, combine into it, maybe even a West Coast Avengers movie. I don't know, you know, just have these multiple teams, and then eventually they lead into whatever the next big thing is. But I definitely do want, maybe more than believe. Um, Young Avengers to be a theatrical movie, uh, but my pick for the winter uh, for December twenty twenty four is Wonder Man. This is, I think, this will be the winter themed show uh, for Phase face, Phase uh, face Six. I would say, just like Hawkeye was, I, th- I can see Wonder Man being that type of show. Um, you know, leading into uh, with that Christmas theme, his acting gigs and all of that. I think it will work. Uh, the only reason. The only downfall to that, uh, having uh, Wonder Man there, is I would say Destin Daniel Credit is also doing uh, Avengers um, Kang Dynasty. I think that that might be a little too close to each other. But uh, yeah, other than that, I, I can see Wonder Man taking up that winter spot. Uh, moving on. Winter 2025, so I believe this is like January, February. Um, what do you guys think? Uh, Sam?
2: This is where it gets messy for me, because... There are things that I think need to happen prior to Kang Dynasty, Mm -hmm. but there's there's still so much stuff that could be in these slots. Even though it might not necessarily make sense in terms of time of year release, I'm just going to throw it out there because I think it is going to be before Kang Dynasty. This is where I will put, even though I know I'm going to be wrong, that this is where I'll just chuck out Midnight Suns. Like I know, it's not going to be there because it's not mm-hmm. the right time of year to release it. But right. I agree that it's coming out prior to Kang Dynasty. I think, mm-hmm. um, but I don't have anywhere else to put it. I think something else comes before Kang Dynasty. Right. So Here interesting pick.
0: Um, I don't. I think it's just the timing for me. You know, Yeah. is yeah. not the right time to put out a show like Midnight Suns. I would, if I was Marvel, I'd probably aim for the October, November, Septemberish release date. But, yeah, I, I see where you're coming from because, again, it's, it feels like all the projects are so close together and they don't have enough time to build everything out. So, yeah, I, I, I get where you're
1: coming from. Um, Jeremy, what about you? Um, so this is where I'm going to put Deadpool 3 um okay. i feel like usually again if you look at i didn't want to i think one of the deadpool movies was the first i know the second one was like a more primetime summer release but i think the first one first was one was like, a february
0: a valentine's day release yeah, yeah
1: and i think that in general also you look not at the projects that marvel doesn't have faith in but arguably i think the projects that they do have faith in and they want to stand out you know in mm-hmm. a low in a you know in an era where you know february is not usually going to have many blockbusters i right. think that deadpool would definitely be good there I'm assuming, you know, Deadpool is going to be key to setting up Kang Dynasty unless. OK, honestly, Deadpool 3 being Deadpool versus Kang would honestly be really good in a weird way. But anyway, it'll, but be, it'll be the
0: TVA chasing after Deadpool for messing with the times, yes. the time stream in Deadpool 2. But see, no, and, and then, then, then they could have a like team in... up
1: with, imagine Loki, a Loki oh, wow.
0: Deadpool be- buddy cop movie. Yeah, that, that would be hilarious. But yeah, I can see it but, being like a TVA chasing Deadpool thing. And then he comes and settles in the 616 universe, which we all know. And be like, oh, I think I'm safe here. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I agree with you there, Jeremy. I think Deadpool takes up this 2025 February spot because that's typically when Deadpool movies come out. And uh, yeah, um, everything you said makes sense. So Deadpool 3, i going to put it over there. Uh, so Sam, back to you. Spring 2025. What do you think is coming out here?
2: <laughs> okay. Um, I am going to say that this one, because mm-hmm. we have two two spring 2025s prior to Kang Dynasty, at least from how the initial phase six layout is is displayed mm-hmm. in front mm-hmm. of me. I think this one is going to be whatever the Wakanda Bay show is. Ooh, interesting. Um, whether okay. it's an Okoye spin-off or something just central to Wakanda, I think this is where it's coming.
0: So the Wakanda show, all right. And uh, wh- why is that?
2: Um, I feel like having a couple of years between Wakanda-centric projects mm-hmm. is probably the most that they'll want to stretch things. Right. Because I'm sure that, obviously, Wakanda-centric characters will continue to show up. Obviously, we've got mm-hmm. Ironheart, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I think that to get back to Wakanda, people will be, hopefully, after Wakanda Forever, hungering to go back for more. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think that this having not necessarily a direct lead in to an Avengers film, um, some really interesting stuff could happen here. Obviously, we have no idea what this show is or right. it's what it's going to be, but it could go anywhere. And I think preluding an Avengers film gives it a lot of options.
0: Yeah, I can see that happening. Uh, Jemmy, what's your pick for spring 2025?
1: So one thing I would say just before I share this pick is I think we do need to understand that we don't have, not everything is necessarily has to set up because Marvel at this Mm -hmm. point does kind of play fast and loose. So like the movies directly after Avengers King Dynasty or even between could arguably have key D obviously won't set them up, but Mm -hmm. you know, be set before or set in the timeline. But I would say, honestly, again, this is going to be what? The project right before King Dynasty. So I honestly think there will be two. Um, mm-hmm. I think there will be two here again. There will be um, what's that man? What's that man's name? Doctor Strange, <laughs> Doctor Strange three, Doctor Strange three, and I also think World War Hulk Project, whatever that is, be it. Oh,
0: interesting. The, interesting. the we, reason we, why. We yeah. A new evidence suggesting that there yeah. might be a World War Hulk project, but uh new evidence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. New evidence? <laughs> Very <laughs> legitimate evidence, I have to say.
1: But uh um, so no, I'm mad about that. Think... But again, so I feel like World War Hulk honestly, while it might not seem obviously that oh, why would that lead into a... and uh, uh, uh yeah Avengers, why would that lead into King Dynasty? I think it would be a good sage of this would be basically this will be the final time I think we'll see our heroes fully united. For what it's worth, Phase 5 and 6 do seem like they actually are getting us a lot of our hero team-up moments. But if you notice, Avengers movies, to their strength, I think a good part of this is they split up the teams. They, go, they rely on like right. unique pairings and stuff like that. So you're going to be seeing, especially in a movie called Kang Dynasty, you're going to be seeing a lot of characters. Whatever our core um, Avengers team is, I think Marvel would want to give us, and I think that's what World War Hulk will be, that last good chance to be able to have that. Conversely, with Bla- with uh, Doctor Strange, I think Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. given the uh, obviously the fact that they literally talked about and introduced the concept of incursions mm-hmm. by name in um, Multiverse of Madness, I think that will be the thing that directly sets up whatever the status quo being it Maybe one final incursion that reaches the main 616. Or um, finally, the heroes, aside from Ant-Man, finally becoming aware of the threat of Kang or whatever that... However that would take place. This will be the project that leads us into the Kang Dynasty.
0: Right, that's very interesting. But uh, my pick for uh, Spring 2025 is Spider-Man 4. I think this is where you you could place a Spider-Man movie right before Kang Dynasty because I'm pretty... See, my prediction is I don't think we're going to see Spider-Man in Kang Dynasty, but we're going to see him with a black suit in Secret Wars. And uh, I think this movie is going to be his symbiote suit arc, his black suit arc, you could say. And uh, yeah, he's going to pop up with this classic black suit in Secret Wars like he did in the comics or the 1990s Secret Wars comic. Uh, But yeah. Um, again, do you guys have any thoughts
2: on that? Do you think
1: I do, but I will say that. I'll share my thoughts later.
2: All right. Do yes. you think that Marvel would allocate a slot to that on their panel here? Because obviously I they think... did retroactively I... include yeah. no way home after it came out. but mm-hmm. I don't know whether they would have the foresight because typically Sony does that.
0: right. See actually, then Marvel did the only reason right. I'm guessing they would do that is because when they said phase four is officially done, Spider-Man No No Way Home was on there. Yeah. So I would assume they would give it a slot, but again, they've never really given a slot on their
1: face of another I, Marvel project. I would agree because I honestly think before, again, I do think that this phase is a little more planned. I mean, again, this I doubt they have an actual date, but I definitely think they've already talked to Sony and said, all right, let's earmark yeah. it for this by the simple fact that they collaborate on these things every two years. But another thing I think reason why is because arguably, again, for better or worse, Sony actually has been um, more planning out their movies, and you know, given the news of what we heard from Madam Web, uh, you know, they are they are thinking more ahead to the future of what they want to do. And since I assume Spider Man will still be tendentially related to the Spider Manless universe, then I then it would make sense for them to you know be thinking about that. So I I could see it. I don't agree, but I could see it.
0: All right, so let's move on to our next slot, which is spring, and again, spring twenty twenty-five. So I assume one of them is going to be a TV show, and the other movie. Uh, so what do you guys think's coming here,
2: Sam? This is where I'm placing Young Avengers. Young Avengers, interesting. Okay. And I, I'm I'm kind of in the middle ground. I'm not quite as far as as Jeremy is, where he's saying that um, you know it's going to be like a film dropped on Disney Plus, but I think mm-hmm. that they are going to frame it in a way that. They haven't framed other series, right? Where it is going to be bigger, not necessarily on the scope of a Daredevil, Born Again, eighteen episodes thing, right? But I could very much be see it being a short form series, but is very, very high budget mm-hmm. that is deemed like appointment television more so than any other show we've seen thus far to lead directly into Kang Dynasty,
0: right? Yeah, I, I can see that happening. Um, this is also where I had a bit Young Avengers, since you said it. This is also where I stated it. I, I'm still unsure if I want it to be a show, movie, or a theatrical release. You know, I, my heart wants it to be a theatrical release, but I I don't know. Uh, my don't argument, know,
2: just because just we're on there, I think my um, argument for it being a show is that most of the the candidates for members of the Young Avengers aren't really big stars yet. So I think that as much as quite a few of them have been introduced, I think having a team up on the small screen and then maybe like a West Coast Avengers slash Young Avengers type film down the line where people are maybe more familiar with their dynamic as a team would work better.
1: I think honestly, the thing about it is I wouldn't say that is I would agree, but for a different reason. Tom Holland, they debuted him in Civil War and let him do his own movie. So obviously, and again, Disney Plus didn't exist then. But I, they've shown the willingness to push new stars. I think the reason is is because if you look, with the exception of what? Maybe America Chavez? Every single candidate for the Young Avengers that we've seen, except for America Chavez, would originate on Disney Plus. So far, Disney Plus, every character has been the fan favorite who's, come, who's been the young plucky character from a Disney Plus show. So it seems like Disney Plus Young, I feel like Disney is going to push Young Avengers as Disney Plus's team and the Avengers or whatever Fantastic Four as um, right. yeah. the movie, the cinema. Yeah, that's a, that's
0: a very good point. Like having Young Avengers be the Disney Plus team. Now that you say that, I can piece it together in my head. Uh, but yeah, that's a solid point of, you know, having them debut in different shows and then having that Young Avengers movie be the end of the face for the Disney Plus shows movie. Uh, Disney, Disney Plus shows, you say, that that could work. Yeah, that's a very solid pick. Uh, Disney uh, Young Avengers is also my pick for there. Uh, but yeah, Jemmy, what's your pick?
1: Uh, so I think again, this isn't a project that has necessarily been announced, but one that I can I think can infer. So my assumption is that Avengers: Kang Dynasty is going to end not necessarily in the same way, but in a very similar way to um, Infinity War, where a big cliffhanger and without saying spoilers i think there's a pretty clear cliffhanger and essentially if you knew in the comics knew what the cliffhanger for infinity war would be i think you can know what the cliffhanger for this will be so while because of spoilers i won't necessarily describe fully what i think this project will be i think this will be what if will change its name and this will be what if season three Mm. what if will change its name to battle world and it will be another anthology show that will also focus on looking at different versions of our characters across different places. <laughs> so, but I think that What If will be called What If Battle World and this is where we'll see it. Um, but this again, is
0: before, before Kang Dynasty, I believe. Oh, it is? Spring 2025. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, this one is. Oops, yeah. I thought
1: this was the one directly after. Okay, oh, okay. never mind. Uh, oops.
0: <laughs> Spoiler Strap
1: alert. By- well uh i don't know uh (laughs) uh shoot i had a whole spiel planned i'm trying to think now maybe (laughs) i mean who okay well here's what we gotta think who at this point from what we've seen in terms of obviously we're going really cosmic so what Mm -hmm. haven't we seen cosmic yes i honestly think this could be C okay nova there we go nova
0: Nova, nova whatever it is
1: we know for a fact, Kevin Feige literally said out of his mouth that Nova's coming. Actually, Nova's yeah. one of his favorite characters, so they're paying attention to this. So Nova, probably this is where it would fit the most. We know that they're doing stuff for it. It's Guardians adjacent, so similar to what um, Sam was saying. While watching well, Nova might be a part of the new Guardians team, whatever it looks like, post-Volume uh, 3. But even if not, this would be a chance for us to see the cosmic side of Marvel after arguably not seeing it for a couple years, and since I assume, since they wanted Nova to be a major factor in Infinity War but cut him for time, I'm assuming that Nova's going to be a pretty big character in the Kang Dynasty on the space, whatever space section they do.
0: That's a very good pick, actually. Um, I knew I was forgetting something, and uh, it was Nova, yeah. um, I think I'm going to place it somewhere different, but... uh... I, I'll explain that later. Now we're moving on to it. So, uh, summer twenty-five. Um, I think, Jemmy, would you want to place your um, battle This is
2: World confirmed. Here?
1: This is confirmed to be after Avengers, right?
2: Yes. yes.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I will place Battle World here, but I also will place what I was going to stick here when it was obvious to see um, mm-hmm. Spider-Man Four. Here's mm-hmm. why I think what Spider-Man Four will happen. I honestly do think the Spider-Man will appear in um, uh, Avengers: King Dynasty, but only as a cameo, just because I think. Again, for reasons that I won't get into, there'll be a Mm -hmm. cameo of pretty much every single character we've seen in the MCU in a small capacity, just in like a quick shot of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think he will be in. But what I think what they'll do is I think they'll buck the trend of having them come out on a strict two year schedule, have Sony will just have some other Spider-Man project to fill that slot. And then the reason why is similar to what you were saying, he'll wear the black suit. But what I think is the black suit will either attach to him or get it either in the status quo at the end of Avengers. He does something with it and then gets it off in Secret Wars or arguably it's a more street-level That What mm-hmm. does the black suit do? We already know it's confirmed that the a version of the black suit is yeah. on Earth as we speak. So mm-hmm. think about it. You could have he's teaming up with Daredevil. He's doing stuff. Fisk has attacked him. <laughs> he's at a low point. He's got nowhere to turn. The final moments of the movie are the black suit creeping up on him. He goes into Avengers as fully black suit Peter because to be fair, I think that Tom Holland should have one movie that isn't an actual symbiote saga movie. Just one where he wears the symbiote and just does Spider-Man stuff Mm -hmm. because we haven't seen that yet. But he wears it all throughout Secret Wars and then Spider-Man 5 is the actual symbiote saga movie where right, he fights okay. the MCU version of Venom or whatever. Simply because I feel like they've telegraphed, Marvel is basically openly telegraphed that Spider-Man 4 will be street level, will probably have Fisk as the villain. They've even, you know, hinted at characters they want to use, like, Black Cat. So I honestly mm-hmm. think, again, Matt, uh, sorry, not Matt, John Watts actually does plan out a decent amount for the Spider-Man moves, as we've already seen. So I feel like they've already done too much to right. where I honestly don't really see how... Black suit is going to fit in, but mm-hmm. being right for Spider Man 4, but being the first Spider Man movie right after the Secret War, I feel like is a good spot for it.
0: Yeah. And the way that, like, uh, <clears throat> after the uh, end game, they had uh, Spider Man Far From Home. And yeah, yeah that was sort of dealing with be, uh, it told totally yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, that makes sense. Um, um, Sam, what's your pick for this one?
2: So I also have two because. That I can't imagine that there are only going to be two things between mm-hmm. Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars, right? Um, so I think that I don't know the order, but I also had Spider Man 4 on this slot, right? Um, but alongside it, I will also put whatever the uh, 10 rings uh show ends oh, up okay because mm-hmm. and the reason for that is because everything we've seen up to this point. Alludes to the fact that the Ten Rings and you know whatever Miss Marvel's bangles end up being, negabands. <clears throat> um <laughs> I think that it, it, it's obvious that they are integral to a lot of what is currently going on. Um right. and without an actual Shang-Chi 2 appearing, because I don't think it will be phase six, mm-hmm. I think that we will want obviously Shang-Chi will show up before obviously he, he's going to be in Kang Dynasty, I'm sure, and maybe other stuff prior. Um, But to have a Shang-Chi-centric thing as part of Phase 6, I think we'd be going too long to go from Phase 4 to 7 with nothing Shang-Chi-focused. So, Mm -hmm. that. Right.
0: So, my pick for this one is... I have two as well. (laughs) Uh, It's either Eternals (laughs) 2 or The Adventures of Eros and Pip. Uh, Because I think it's going to act similarly... To what Captain Marvel acted like in between Avengers Endgame and Avengers Infinity War and Endgame, like uh, Captain Marvel was sort of a prequel, you could say it was more of a backstory, her origin story, but it came out after Infinity War. Um, so yeah, I think this this could sort of act. It, wait, did Captain Marvel come out between? Infinity War and Endgame, or was it? Yeah, before yeah so
1: yeah, it was Ant Man and Captain Marvel who were the right, palate right, cleansers, yeah. the most unfortunately placed <laughs> movies in history. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think Eros and
0: the Adventures of Eros and Pip might be a movie, might be a TV show. But I think it'll sort of be like a backstory, their origin story, whatever it is. And Eros will have a prominent role in Secret Wars. That's okay. what I guess it would be because Kevin Feige has said we, there is an Eros. We're going to see Eros soon. So uh, I I assume it has to be somewhere here. But yeah, that's where I would place uh, either Eternals 2 or uh, Adventures... Oops, one second. (laughs) Adventures of Errors. But yeah, moving on. uh, The last project over here, Summer 2025 as well. Um, Sam, what do you think of this?
2: I think with a a bullet, I am slamming down Doctor Strange 3 here. Okay. Um, For pretty much the same reasons that people have brought it up. Prior to this point, that you know, at the end of Doctor Strange 2, it's clear that he is going to be incursion focused. Um, and you can't do really an incursion based story post Secret Wars, that doesn't really make sense. Um, it's like, oh, we've had this cataclysmic multiverse (laughs) ending event, and now we've got another one. Um, (laughs) But wait, there's more. (laughs) You thought it was over. Um, So I think that this would be a nice way and again will likely be a show between this and then Secret Wars but I think as a film you know again Jeremy makes a good point of not everything has to lead into everything but I think however Doctor Strange 3 ends up assuming it does end up on this spot would be a, a nice way to set up a or to further develop should I say a battle world scenario um if that is part of what Secret Wars is going to turn out to be, so so
0: again, I'm I'm just going to go ahead because my pick was also Doctor Strange three. Uh, what I think is going to happen here, it's going. Uh, I don't think Doctor Strange will be as heavily involved in Kang Dynasty, and so I think this movie will be occurring adjacent to uh, Kang Dynasty, Get Doctor Strange and Clear are fighting another incursion while all the stuff with Kang is happening. I think this movie will end similarly to how Ant-Man and the Wasp did at the end where uh, he's stuck in the quantum realm and, uh, you know, uh, uh, Hank Pym and uh, Jenna Van Dyne they just, you know, uh, vanish. So I think this movie is going to have more of that role where it's going to be more like uh, well, after they f- finish fighting off their incursion, they're like, oh, there's another massive incursion happening right next door. Let's jump on in. And I think they will have a more prominent role in Super Wars. That's the way I see it happening. and uh, yeah, I would put Doctor Strange 3 there as well. Uh, Jemmy, what was your pick?
1: So again, this is going back to a project that we've heard rumblings about, but less confirmation than some of the other ones where we've got things like the uh, trademarks. The one that I would argue, if they make it, will be my most hyped project by far. The Man, The Myth, The Mm. Legend, Doom we've heard doom, rumblings okay. that there's some kind of doom a possibility of a solo doom project being developed possibly even by the same people who did legion which <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> but um i think that again for reasons you know okay. doom is going to be the main villain of secret wars and when and in order to establish him i think they're going to play fast and loose i honestly don't think that doom is going to He's definitely, obviously, his presence is going to be felt all throughout Fantastic Four, but I don't think he's going to fight them. I honestly think he will have a role akin to Dark Side in the Snyder Cup. He will be directly, whoever it is, will be directly working for Doom Reed, and him Mole will Man. have one maybe Please interaction. Yeah, Mole Man, Mole Man <laughs> would be great. Even Mole Man, honestly, again for other reasons, Molecule Man might be a really good option mm-hmm. as the first. That, that's game.
0: a very good show, yeah.
1: So, the, whoever it is will be working directly for Doom. Um, then we'll have a moment where the Fantastic Four finally counters, him at the end, of Fantastic Four, and it'll be like, "All right, <laughs> I'll see you guys later." Avengers, of course, Kang Dynasty would end with, I assume, instead of having a Thanos moment where Kang would be triumphant. For re- again, I this gets gotten into fan theory, but I think it would be cool for Kang actually be trying to prevent Thanos. The, the reason. reason why he's trying, he, the reason why the Kang Dynasty exists. Not necessarily, again, because he's a good guy, but because he understands the potential of what will happen in the Secret War, and he's trying to preempt that. Right. Of course, the meddling Avengers don't understand that. They fail, which allows Doom to swoop in and come in. That means that you need a Doom project, though, since I think they should, to actually focus in on who he is as as a character.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. I think, yeah, similarly to what you said, I think Kang Dynasty will be Kang sort of trying to prevent secret wars, but at the end of the movie, they kill or defeat Kang Prime, which is the main version of Kang, and that sets into motion secret wars. Massive incursions start happening. And um, they end the movie with with a whisper of like some doom. They end the movie with Doom's whisper, basically saying "Battle I'm world. starting
1: to think every time they defeat Kang, it ain't gonna work out well for them. Something tells me that this is gonna be a recurring oh, yeah. theme in the Marvel's cinematic universe.
0: I guess so. I guess so. But uh, any other predictions, guys, for for Phase Six in general? Not not necessarily
1: movies, but what you think will happen in Phase Six? I would say kind of similar. I do think that they will have a separate from whatever the Eternal sequel. I do think we'll have another show. And I do think Eros will be. I don't honestly think that it'll be focused on Eros and Pip necessarily. My assumption is since it's clear that now that Thor is the um, space Viking and arguably fitting into the same slot that Guardians does in terms of that demographic, To me, it seems like they want their epic myths and fantasies. So since there are already rumors of the Eternal sequel being called the Celestials and focusing on that, I think that the um, show will be called the Titans and it'll focus not only on Eros, but also the entire royal family of the Titanian Eternals, including young Thanos. So we'd actually get to see, you know, young Thanos back, Alars, other, maybe even other versions or the same ones of the Eternal we've already seen interacting And kind of deal back, almost more backstory focused, in addition to maybe dropping some seeds for stuff like uh, the King Dynasty or whatever.
0: Right. I think um, after Phase 6 is done, um, this isn't necessarily a Phase 6 prediction. It's more of a Phase 7 prediction. I think the first movie in Phase 7 is going to be an X-Men or the Mutants title. Something along the lines of that. I think... It's gonna start by explaining how Seeker Wars, you know, suddenly activated the mutant gene, or the, this new world after that was created after Seeker Wars. Everyone, everyone's basically mutant. I think that movie is gonna um, explain are, are how. we still on that?
1: I thought post Miss Marvel, we were on that. They need to explain why the mutant gene exists. I thought we were officially. I think on that. that's kind of already I, does. So it would make sense to have it
0: good. before Seeker Wars. But there just isn't enough time and enough projects for that to happen, you know? Secret Wars is only three years away. How And if the report that that Marvel can't use the X-Men until 2025 is true, where exactly is the X-Men project going to fit in, you know? We won't even have time to establish them as characters before we see them in a massive... But do you
1: think they need to necessarily do that? Like, to be frank... I'm assuming, honestly, that Avengers King Dynasty will basically be similar in terms of marketing to what they did for Avengers Empire, which was uh, Avengers and Fantastic Four going cosmic and basically mm-hmm. focus on those. I but could like- easily see Secret Wars, given the fact that that's what the, the original Secret Wars event was arguably an Avengers X-Men, where the Fantastic Four just also happened to be there and Spider-Man was also there. But really, it was focused on the Avengers and X-Men character interacting. So given right. the but fact
0: this, this is supposed to be taking more inspiration from Hickman's version, and Hickman's version X Men weren't as prominent. It was more for Reed Richards, Doctor Doom story. Yeah, line.
1: but at the same time, remember the Infinity War mixed the Infinity War took elements mm-hmm. of Hickman's version right. and also took elements of other stuff. So of the right. original version, so it's clear they pay fast and loose. And also, right. again, for what it's worth, what does Hickman just do? Krakoa, mm-hmm. X Men. Right. But another thing I think is the fact that they could have, I think that they will have, even though I think that they'll they'll probably do, you know, classic movie studio tactic. I don't think they'll actually be called the X-Men, but I do think that we will see an alliance or official organization of mutants. Shoot, it'd honestly be clever if they even had it as maybe the Brotherhood or the a first class type team. But some alliance of mutants fighting with the Avengers in Secret Wars something happens which then causes later maybe so i think because honestly i think again if you look towards the phase usually what's ever in the middle of the phase is like the thing that they really want to highlight aside from obviously at the end the middle of phase seven will be the official x-men movie
0: yeah uh, man i am just so as soon as you did the uh, intro there i'm like oh Mm -hmm. shit i can't wait i can't wait for the x-men movie uh but sam any predictions for phase six
2: no, I don't think so. Not outside of what we've talked about here on the slate. I think obviously there are things that we either know are coming eventually or have been rumored, like Nova. I think I, I'm I'm not certain it will be Phase 6, but I could see it happening, like it would make sense to. Um, so, yeah, I think most other stuff I would say is probably pushed to Phase 7, like shang 2 a nova potentially um yeah yeah i think it would just be speculating otherwise so i think i'm relatively confident that what we've all listed here is likely to be phase six but i don't have anything else
0: but yeah guys with that our phase six predictions come to an end Uh, as you can see on the screen over here are here. Uh, I don't know um, what um, this is our face. six predictions. So, first it's Sam, Jemmy, then me in that order. Uh, but yeah, before we close out today's episode, uh, we're going to bring you today's
1: discussion question of the week. So, Jemmy, uh, the floor is yours. All right. So, the discussion question of the week basically, this is something new that we're doing. What we're going to do is we're going to ask this go on to the Discord, go into the comments of YouTube, whatever platform you're on or like, and reach out to us with your answer. And the best ones we find, we'll give a shout out on the next episode. So for today, and similarly, we talked about the movies, what kind of characters do you want to see? Specifically ones that haven't already been talked about directly in Phase 6. This could be people like Ghost Rider, or maybe other characters aligned with someone we've already seen. But who do you want to see be introduced in the mcu specifically in phase six going forward in upcoming projects
0: yeah i'm gonna i'm just gonna shout out my first uh just one one pick from each person because we're running short in time but um my pick for this would be songbird i really want to see her in the thunderbolts movie i think that's a character that's been prominent in the thunderbolts comics and uh yeah it'd be cool to see a character with her powers in in, the live in live action so yeah songbird is my pick
2: sam quake Quake,
0: Quake. Oh, from Agents of Shield or Recast?
2: Um, I'm okay with either. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess there's a lot of. No, you I would probably say, Re... I would, I would say I'd say Recast. I'd say Recast. <laughs> recast I think okay. the character is good to bring mm-hmm. in. Um, I think it's easily slottable in a number of different projects. Mm-hmm. But I think that as much as there is a really big fan rally around that actress I think when you bring over too many characters from other canons um, that muddies the waters a bit too much I think that what they've got with Charlie Cox and D'Onofrio and and maybe um, like you know uh, Kristen Ritter etc that is probably the extent I think Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is where things get messy
1: Interesting. So, uh, Jimmy, what's your pick? Mine was the same, but I am first of all, again, team agent's shield, Colson lives, but I am firmly on team uh team uh keep her. So, for simple fact is a couple reasons. One, Marvel strategy, unless they absolutely need to, I don't think they have ever recast someone. Unless it, the only time they did it were times where it was necessary and they couldn't get around it. Other times they have always been shown, you know, um, the actor who played Jarvis coming back, you know, I believe agent Carter actually is the only show that is considered kind of non-canon because they haven't directly talked about it. But another fact is, although it's messy, I'm a big fan of the show. Obviously anyone who kept up with the show knows there'll be contradictions, but, um, They Marvel has always maintained every time they've been asked that MC that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is still canon. People stopped asking because it got old and now we've been talking about other stuff, but they have never changed their story up to the final season when they were talking that it's still supposed to be canon. Uh, the last thing is Quake was a nobody before Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. arguably, the version of simply by the fact that she was Sky before the version of Daisy Johnson that we see is not is arguably an original MCU character and if you would can if you consider her to be because Agents of shield had fans outside of the mcu if you consider it to be mcu canon you can make an argument that she's among some of the most beloved characters that they have she was aside from colson the anchor of the entire show and was clearly a fan favorite so i think that she's gonna pop up probably like secret invasion or something but whatever it is i think that it would be very strange for marvel to recast her given everything before this
0: Right, and there's also been some hints she's putting up some cryptic posts on Twitter, basically, Shang. Um, Shang, she's not the first Asian superhero in Marvel. Uh, But yeah, guys, um, I think that's an interesting pick. I definitely think keep her, not recaster. Uh, But yeah, uh, that's where we wrap up today's episode. Thank you all for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to leave a five-star review or subscribe to our channel for daily content about gaming, movies, and TV shows. You can also join our Discord server where you can interact with the hosts and co-hosts of each show. oh god um before we leave sam where can i find you
2: people can find me on twitter at sam heaney that's h-e-a-n-e-y uh jemmy
1: you can find me on instagram jemmy underscore four two one come on you're muted
0: come on am i muted Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, I basically did the whole outro there. Okay. You can find (laughs) me at Amon underscore M05 and we'll see you guys again very, very soon. Peace. Peace.